Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with author, speaker, and wellness advisor, Kelly Majden. She's the author of the best-selling Lessons from the Obstacle Course, Five Strategies to Conquer the Muddy Fields of Life. She's a speaker and national board-certified health and wellness coach who helps people plan for a life of wellness, longevity, and financial security. Taking what she has learned on her own health journey and leveraging her 25 years in finance, she helps individuals develop a wellness strategy that optimizes their time, money, and resources so that they can achieve the healthy life they desire without breaking the bank. Following her own wellness strategy has enabled her and her husband, both over 50, to continue to participate in a few obstacle course races each year with their two children. Enjoy this interview. Well, hey, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out. And I want to begin our conversation with what we lived through for the last three and a half years. How did you get through the pandemic and how did it subsequently change you? Oh, wow. And that's a great question because I think it changed. I think any of us to sit there and say it didn't change us somehow. Like, I don't know where you were for the last three years. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, for me, it was really kind of, it happened in a way in a good time. Like, I know it sounds really weird to say it that way, but I was, I, the job I had was, I had, I was traveling, like I would put 30,000 miles on my car every year, driving around, seeing my clients. And that all came to a screeching halt, obviously. And I had already decided I was going to go back to school to become a board certified health and wellness coach. And it turned out that the, you know, the course I was going to take for the next year was going to take 20 hours a week anyway. So I kind of like the timing worked out in a way very good for me. And the fact that I was able to devote myself to those studies as well. And at the same time, I decided to write a book. So all of those things, kind of the time opened up, but then it also, like many of us, gave me some time to sit there and think and evaluate, okay, am I really enjoying what I'm doing? And there was a reason why I decided to go back to get my health and wellness certification so I could coach folks because of what I had seen. I was a 401k advisor, so I was working with a lot of employees and their 401k plans and really doing a lot of financial education and coaching. And notice there were like two very defined things that happened to people in their later years that have a negative, could have a negative impact or could have a positive impact. And that's how much you've saved and how healthy you are. And both of those are so interrelated. I was trying to figure out how to pull that together. And I, the three years uh, since has kind of, is given me that opportunity to be able to really fine tune that message and figure out how to help people. And you're obviously very busy. There's a lot on paper that goes into what you do. You speak, you write. You're an advisor, very into wellness. But if I was to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at career day, and one of the kids was curious and said, hey, what do you do for a living? How would you answer it? You know, it was, that's good. And I was thinking about that one going, you know, uh, I help people get their power back or tap into their power so they can live the life they desire. I think we're, we all have it within us to do so, but we give it away too much and we become a victim of our own life instead of the victor. And so I really help people kind of tap into that. You know, you can call it a superpower. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I love, you know, I'm a big superhero fanatic. So, you know, it's really tapping into that internal strength you have in order to live the healthy life that you know you can live. The interesting thing is, is that kids and even animals have that thing where they don't self-deprecate. They don't get weird. They don't have all the fences and walls and, and feeling remorse. It's like they just go. They just plod forward, yeah. you know. Um, one, oh, of, yeah. one of my favorite poets, his quote is, um, we're born geniuses and buried idiots because 
you know, that's a really good quote. We we put up so many barriers around us. And like you just said, we strangle those dreams and desires and curiosities and imagination, you know, and it's just unfortunate because we'd be so much better off with them. You know, it really is. And there's a lot of things too, as well, too, that we lean on you. We lean on our hurts too much, or we use them too much as an excuse. And I know a lot of people say, well, it's my limiting beliefs or whatever, but Honestly, sometimes it really just comes down to your excuses and what's feeding into your excuses. And there's a part in the book that I talk about where I had asked my husband about, you know, how does he continue pushing forward through some things? And he says he thinks of the three-legged dog. You know, if you think of, if you've ever met a three-legged dog, like you said, with the animals, they don't realize they're missing a leg. They have no idea. All they know is that, you know, hey, I'm going to go play. I'm going to get around. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to maneuver as best I can with my three legs and not sit there and and bemoan the fact that I don't have my fourth leg. Yep. They they come up and they lick your face and they're wagging. They they're so happy to see you as your family, as their family. They're just you know you just don't they just don't put that much stock or that much thought into what's missing. Instead, they put it into everything they have. Yeah, I think we could save our legal system a lot of money if we just in a jury box we put half of its dogs and half of its babies. <laughs> And you just walk the person in front and whatever their reaction is, because that's going to be the most cerebral, honest thing in the world. There you go. You can save us all a lot of time. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be great? A way to be able to streamline that a little bit more would be awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Who's been a hero for you, an inspiration for you in your life? Yeah, that was I was I had to admit I was listening to your podcast. So I was like, okay, so I was sitting here thinking about this. Sure. And you know, I have to tell you, uh, the person that I go back to is my husband. Yeah. You know, we've been we hit 30 years this year and we've known each other for over 33 34 now. Oh my gosh, long time. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, he's my rock. He's my inspiration. He's, you know, he's always the one that says, "Okay, Kelly, you can do this." Uh, and never, there's never like a doubt in his mind. And plus just the stuff that he's had to go through physically and we've, he's had brain surgery and we found out he's got a neuromuscular autoimmune issue. And again, he acts like the three-legged dog. He's just pushes forward. So, uh, sometimes it's extremely annoying when I'm not awake in the morning and he's wagging his tail. I'm like, go away. (laughs) But that his energy is infectious and I'm just very fortunate to be, you know, to have him in my life. Speaking of inspiration, if you can meet anybody alive right now, one person on the planet, who is it? Oh, that's a really good question. There's so many who I would really like to meet. Uh, you know, uh, right now, anyone alive right now? I And I can't remember his name. He plays Thor. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, Chris Hensworth. Hensworth, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I want, uh, he did a whole program called Limitless on Netflix and just... One, it was great because, again, I'm a health nut. So what he went through and everything that he was talking about was um, very interesting to me as well. But just watching him interact with his family and his friends, he just seems like a really neat guy. It just seems like somebody who would be really kind of inspirational and cool to hang out with and to meet. And there's also all sorts of inspirational people I would love to meet. But if you were to say that, I'm like, I know, like, I'd like to meet Chris Hismer. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this. Obviously, he's very inspired. So what is that inspiration for you? What gets you up every day? What gets you motivated to help people and to evolve on your own regard as well? 
Uh, the fact that, you know what, we are still here kicking and surviving and thriving. Uh, you know, the fact I, when I can get people to really, truly tap into that, that power, my clients are feeling like, oh, you know what, I really can do this. And they stop thinking of all the things they can't do. Instead, think of all the things they can do, especially those of us as we're, you know, as we're getting older, you know, I'm in my 50s plus and I'm stronger and healthier than I ever have been helping people tap into that so they can feel that same great feeling is what probably is, is kind of my mission in life now. I guess it's really my mission in life now is just there's so much out here for us to be able to enjoy and to live. It just makes me sad when people decide to shut down yeah, and and not go for it because they have it in them to be able to do so. Okay, yeah. That power. Well, and then you combine. So if you can feel good physically and then you combine that with the wisdom, it's the Benjamin Buttons thing. It's like you can yeah. finally you can feel the both hemispheres come together, which is a good thing. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's what that's the reason why I named my company Power Through Wellness is the fact that I mean, it is it's a it's a circular thing. So when you have, when you feel powerful, you feel well, when you feel well, you feel powerful. So it's kind of like, it just, it feeds into each other and it becomes that, you know, that little train that could, you know, it gets it slow to get going. But once you get your momentum going, yeah. there's nothing you can't do. Yeah. And, you know, no matter, you know, even if you do have a physical limitation or anything like that, I mean, most and 90% of us don't have anything to really hold us back. We're holding ourselves back. Yeah. For sure. So of all the clients that you've helped, what's one of your favorite success stories? You know, uh, there, there have been a few, but it's when you really, um, there's one gentleman I was speaking to and he just kind of, he's going down one road thinking, okay, this is the only way I can do it. But by stepping back and actually saying, okay, well have, you know, what have you thought about? Uh, and he kind of stopped and went, well, you know, I hadn't thought about that. And it, it was about, in, in this case, it was about his budgeting and, and working through some things that he just really hadn't thought about because I, I kind of had a coach on both sides. Um, but he, he was like, oh, I don't have to go this direction and put myself in a negative hole. I actually have some time and I can actually build up and go this, you know, go this direction so that I'm ready to, to purchase this house, which is what he was looking for. So, you know, there's that on the finance side. And I had a lady that I was working with at one point in time. And she was, she's just like, I can't get myself going health wise. And she finally tapped in going, you know, I know what is missing. It's helping people connect what's missing so that they can find that power to keep going. And she was like, I really need accountability. And it was something so simple, but yeah. once we helped her structure that accountability, she was, you know, she was off to the races and she lost a bunch of weight and she started feeling so much better. So it was really just kind of helping clients connect, kind of have those aha moments that are they're kind of in our face and you when you sit there and you finally have them you're like oh you know wow i could have had a v8 right yeah um yeah. but it's the sometimes you just have to have that person standing on the other side listening yeah to really kind of connect that and be like oh wow why didn't i think about that yeah it's not it, it's just that you've got so many other so much other noise going on it's sometimes hard to really see the obvious but when you come into the scenario you see it from an expert perspective and all of us are just trying to figure out and obviously people that are coming to you need to figure it out what's the number one fatal flaw that you see with everybody that comes in just kind of the silver lining of if they can get over this which won't be easy they'll get to where they want to go people give up too soon it's 
you know, uh, changing your life, changing your health in changing your wealth, it's the same thing. It's it takes time. There's no easy button. I know like all these people try to tell you, oh, just take this pill or just, you know, win the lottery or whatever the case may be. There's no easy button. It's people give up too quickly. Yeah. And, you know, if you can just get over the fact that, yes, there are going to be days that absolutely suck. There's sometimes going to be months that just absolutely suck. But if you can find your way through that and that's pull into your grit and your perseverance, then you will make it out the other side. And usually the best way to help people figure that out is really helping them connect with their, you know, their vision of why they want to do what they want to do and helping keep that in the forefront. So if you can really connect with what is on the other side, why you want to do what you want to do or why you want to stay on the health track or why you want to stay on the wealth track, whatever it is you got to really cerebrally and physically connect with that vision and understand that is what you're working towards because on the days that suck, you've got to have that picture out there so yeah. that you have something to continue to move forward to. So one of, one of the components of this is when we leave youth and leave our young years, that's when things can kind of spiral. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of you. And you could give that younger version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom and the experience you've gained in your life. What advice would you give that young version of you? If I could go back and talk to my 20-year-old self, I would, can, I would tell myself the value of mentorship and working with people who, you know, continuing to do the self-improvement and do the books and stuff like that, but really connecting with good mentors throughout your life. And they're going to change over time. But that's one thing that I never really had. And I don't think I really valued. I don't think we really back in the 90s ever really talked about mentorship. It wasn't really a thing, no. I think, for our generation. No. Uh, and I really do wish in a way it was because I, I do feel very strongly because I do have some really great mentors now. At, had I had them earlier on life, I'd be in a better place. Yeah, for sure. So of all of the things you've done professionally so far, what are you the proudest of? Uh, I am from a professional standpoint, I am proud I had the guts to go out on my own and give this a shot. Uh, from I would say that that's probably for building out my business and, and really working forward and just keeping that dream in front of me. I think from a from a personal standpoint, I'm most proud of the relationship I have with my kids. I didn't have a great relationship with my parents. I mean, my dad's pretty good, but not one with my mom. And I I broke the cycle. Because uh, yeah. she didn't have a good one with her her mom. And so it just kind of like emanated down that direction. And I have, you know, I'm most proud of the relationship that we have with our kids and how great they are. And that we're just, we go and do obstacle course challenges together. We spend a lot of time together. And I just, I'm really proud of that family unit that we have created because I didn't come from that. So as a writer, what was the first book when you were growing up that you read that really made you either want to read more or write? So what's so funny is that I hate writing, which is really kind of ironic that I wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was a that was a trip. That was definitely difficult. So anyone out there who's thinking about writing and you hate writing, you can do it if you've got something <laughs> in your mind on your heart. Uh, you know, I have to tell you the books that I love the most because uh, it took me into kind of advancing light. A Nancy Drew novels. You remember the yeah. old Nancy Drew novels? Those were probably some of my most favorite books reading as I as. Um, uh, as growing up, I remember going to the, I uh, visit my great grandmother in San Augustine, Texas, and 
she took me down to the library. And the first thing I went to go grab were my Nancy Drew books and just read those. Yeah. So speaking of that world of wonder, if you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see one event in human history with your own eyes, where are you going? There's two that I'd be most interested in. Okay. One for fun. And that would be to go pop myself into a speakeasy in the twenties. I think that would be so cool to see. Oh yeah. Uh, if what another for him from a historical standpoint, I would actually have loved to have been in with our founders of our country and been like kind of a fly on the wall, watching them go through the whole debate of putting together our constitution and our bill of rights and, and everything that they put together that founded our country and the, this, the, the, the gut and the fortitude they had to have to push back and uh, give us the country that we have. Yeah. I mean, just even the signatures at the bottom and John Hancock was the one that made it the biggest because they would have all died if this didn't happen. Right. Yeah. It was a death sentence. You know, it, it, it totally was. I think we forget about that, or at least yeah. it's not taught very well about like how much they really put their lives and their family on the line yeah. in order to found this country that we that we live in and to give us the rights that we have. I, I always imagine the room they were in kind of like one of those smoking rooms in, ho in, in airports they used to have. <laughs> Where it was yeah. all sweaty and smoky and chaotic and there's all this stuff going on, like like British Parliament, like just crazy, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can just imagine the debate that was going back um, and forth and the thought process that they were going through. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, I think it just, there's, I don't know whether there's anything in our time that could actually really, really connect us with how important and significant that moment was. Yeah. And maybe that's why they kept their eye on the prize because we didn't have all these distractions. They just had, they had to live or die and they had to make the choice, you know, mm -hmm. and that was it. Um, yeah. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, your readers, but you are in control. You run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Uh, I am just an average person, average mom, you know, trying to, trying to, connect the dots and make things happen and, and, and balance it all. Uh, and I try to do so with a sense of humor and fun. Uh, but yeah, I think that would just be, you know, it, I would say nothing special, but somebody who is just always there for my, for my friends and my family. Excellent. Well said. So if anyone wants to get your book, hire you, learn more about you, anything about your world, how do they do that? Best way to do is just go to my book, my website. They can link to everything off of there. And that's kellymagdan.com. So K-E-L-L-Y-M-A-J-D-A-N. Think of majordan.com. Excellent. Kelly, thank you so much for your time, for your story. I appreciate it. Have a great 2024. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. It's great. And you as well. Thank you. Take care. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.